Um, I had actually asked the doctor where we are at on uh, robot surgery parts, and the doctor said, not in your lifetime, and I got pretty depressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> And Steve Michael Barda, we are back. Yes, we are for another episode of Something Gate. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah. Us. Do you have a way to bring us in? Oh, what is this? Episode sixteen. This is episode sixteen. I think. Let me hold. Let me look. So, because I think for the past four or five times we've talked, I've had us on a different episode. Well. And look at what it is. The one that posted last week was... I, go past I thought it was 15. 15. I thought it was too. Let me just pull up, a, yeah, pull up the Dropbox here. Episode run of 16, why not? <laughs> Here's my Dropbox. Hang on here. Uh, something gate... Nope, that's other. Dance something gate... <laughs> yeah, we are in episode 16. That is for sure. I do not like that. That's really good. So yeah. please drink it. It tastes like... Like, I don't know. Honey, right, so. sadness. <laughs> Pennies and sadness. I like it. Those are my words. You got something bring us in for 16, Steve? Um, no. No? Okay. <laughs> All right, so we are joined today by two fantastic people. Well, it's yeah. like one and a half. Yeah. I'm the one! Oh, God damn it. <laughs> she called it. Steve, why don't you introduce our guest, buddy? Why don't our guests introduce... Well, how about we do this so that people actually know who we are. I am Steve Varda. What is your issue with that? Like, they don't know our voices by now? You should introduce yourself. It's a radio show. Know your audience, Steve. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. You're right. All right, so go ahead. I apologize. Please continue. So, I already introduced myself. I know. I'm Jared Sampson. I'm Kenneth Cornfund. And I'm Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Hi. Kim, there's something I swore I'd always do if I met you. <laughs> she likes it. I deserve that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Summer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we had a fun photo shoot today. Summer, why don't you kind of bust up some knowledge on these people? What, what's going on with the photo shoots? Well, we're doing a really cool photo shoot for uh, Sigma Delta. And it's going to be just an awesome calendar for them to look at and enjoy and possibly even go towards the scholarship fund. It's fantastic. It's a good idea. So what did we shoot today? What was your thought process on this one today? This was our homage to camping because camping has always been a big part of Sigma Delta. So we did kind of a wartime battle through the rages of camping in a technology-ravaged world. (laughs) Very melodramatic. Like in an alcohol ravaged world. <laughs> in a world where grills explode in your face. <laughs> and it's hard to hold your next beer. And Jared stands on your chest. <laughs> it's traditional. Yes. Ish. Yes, the, the person who hasn't ever been to camping. <laughs> Don't judge me. Well, we do. But, uh, but all the judging. Yeah. So one thing we tend to do on the show is uh, we like to find out we, one of the questions we ask is, where do you guys first remember meeting myself and Steve? Because everybody we have on the show, we expect to have back again, right? So we, we figured we'd get all the pleasantries and the, oh, how did you come into these people's yeah, world out need, of the way? We need your origin story. Yeah, that's the best way to kind of put it together. In a world. Um. <laughs> so, Ken, I mean... Well, the first time I apparently met you, but we, we can't really remember it for, for 
the life of us like was our was at my RSE. I believe that. Yeah, it sounds about right. I think right. that was the first time like we <laughs> officially met, but right. then because of my uh, changes in hairstyle, we met a second time, which most people don't get the pleasure of getting to meet people twice. A lot of people have the pleasure of meeting me twice. Well, I, I at least yeah, get the pleasure of meeting people twice. You meet them twice. I, I get that kind of off. <laughs> it's fun. It's good times. So, yeah, the first time was uh, at our RSE. Um, I'm not going to go into super detail about that, but some <laughs> people listening to, to this will uh, will know about our, our my RSE and... Uh, Remember that whole situation. Yeah, and what RSE is, is it's just a little event that we do inside the organization for guys and girls to kind of split off and do their own thing. And the first time that Ken and I really met each other was at his, and it was kind of a fun time, a fun way to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time I really recall you meeting you is probably going to go into a little bit of summer meeting you for the first time was at um, our one of our favorite restaurants, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Plug, please send us free wings, BS. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was that was an interesting time. I'll probably let Summer tell that a little bit because she, her, her side of the story on that is a little bit, a little bit more fun and detail-oriented. Well, fantastic. Um, but yeah, that was the second time I think we met, and that's when we really like um, kicked it off and, and actually started like from that point talking, talking instead of, instead of, being, instead of, instead of you being that guy over in that other corner of the yeah. room watching me do shameful things. <laughs> <laughs> so what about do you remember me and Steve? Um, Steve, I think we'll f- the first time I ever met him was at one of the the tugs during uh, pledging, Sounds and smart. I. I was forced to give him a hug, which I recall he did not enjoy. Steve um, doesn't like hugs. Sure. No. Not from pledges, anyway. No. <laughs> See, the first time I met Steve was the same thing, but the first time where I knew Steve and I were going to become friends was actually before the big tugs match of the season. Okay. And we were getting war painted, and Steve said, what do you want? And I said, make me look like a yurt from Lord of the Rings. And Steve and I have been best friends ever since. <laughs> it's true. I just took her face was all green, and I just dipped my hands in yellow paint, and I just grabbed the sides of her head. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't realize that, but that makes like I've seen I have seen the pictures, and I was I thought it was cool, but I like I didn't get the why. Now the why makes so much right. more sense. That's when Steve and I realized that we had fellow nerd things in common. That's awesome. Yes, and he became more than the guy that we involved <laughs> against his will hugged. <laughs> but uh, meeting you, Jared, Uh-oh. all I remember was Uh-oh. sitting across from you at Beatups, not really knowing who you were. Mm-hmm. And I said something, or Ken said something, and you looked at me and you said, Is he yours? And I was like, Yeah. And you were looked at him and you said, Good for you. And you looked at me and said, Big mistake. <laughs> I, I think that conversation somehow delved into um, t- one of our mutual friends was talking about uh, getting double penetrated. Um, and you just kept egging the conversation on while we me? were. Tra- yes, you. You you were encouraging more Jared talk about it. people on no and and like we were we were like oh no you don't do that because it like double dipping got involved somehow <laughs> I I don't clearly remember it but like both you and Summer were kind of like 
majorly focusing on this <laughs> aspect of the conversation, and like it was just like, oh my god, what am I doing here? <laughs> uh, it sounds about right. I mean, that that's pretty much exactly where I remember like meeting you guys from too. I don't have any like kind of offhanded or like off, you know, side conversation stories that I remember you guys from. What about you? Um. Does that Urukai story like is that is that oh, the that's, that's, is that exactly oh, yeah. oh that's awesome it was great it's a defining friendship moment that's awesome that was uh, that was definitely one of the better that's still like my our talks is one of my favorite memories Absolutely. one of my favorite memories because we were awesome yeah my favorite memory of tugs is when the girls won when I was tugs master. Before you let me come and help out, but like like when I had them, and it was uh, me and Stacy, that was fun. But anyway, <laughs> so Steve, what do we, what do you got to talk about this week, man? What's what's been new with you, man? I, I so here's what I want to know. So something major happened in your life from the time that we recorded till now, because we were going to record and we didn't because something happened. What happened? I had my LASIK eye surgery. You did. How'd that go? It was freaking awesome. But you didn't develop superpowers. I did not develop any superpowers. Um, I don't know if that part of the brochure was legit or if I may have stapled it in there myself. But uh, the fact is, is that I don't have any optic blast yet, and X-ray vision isn't all it cracked. It's cracked up to be. Skeletons aren't as sexy as you might imagine. So... If there's one type of surgery that I could be imagined as calling, like, the most metal, it would be LASIK eye surgery. Like, they cut open your eye and shoot laser beams into there to, like, reshape it. So, like, I don't know. That's that's pretty awesome. Like, I would never And then graft your lens back on. <laughs> right. Like, they cut so, it open, reshape so, it, and then put it back together. So brutal. So brutal. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it, it takes a certain kind of person to have to okay, have that. Okay, so <laughs> this, so we're gonna go on the uh, standard Jared Squirrel circuit here, and away we go. Here we go. <laughs> However, um, first off, I'd like to uh, kind of shout out UTJH, even though I don't need to right now. I'd like to apologize last week for being schmammered when I recorded. You never apologize <laughs> for being schmammered. Oh no. No, I'll apologize for being schmammered. I never apologize. <laughs> um, however, I kept everything together, and I didn't make an ass out of myself, so that was okay. But uh, may culpa, may culpa, may maxima culpa. So we're going to kind of move along. And so what I want to ask you is, if you could have any surgery, what would it be? Summer. Are we talking, like, realistic surgery, or are and we talking about, like... Nah. Okay, I would get genetic manipulation so I could be like Mystique or Tonks and just like change my fucking shape, hair, form, everything whenever I okay. wanted. I could okay. go from like porn star to hermit in like a second. That's awesome. I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Ken? What would you do? Um, I'm still looking forward to the day when I can replace body parts with robot parts. Um, I Robot actually, hands. yes, um, speaking of hands, I, I recently had an injury at work and while I was in the emergency room, we don't room, talk about work. Uh, well, yeah, we, we do. <laughs> while I was in the emergency room and the doctors were like showing me my tendons and everything cause that's, I, I cut myself pretty deep there. Um, I had actually asked the doctor where we are at on uh, robot surgery parts, and the doctor said, not in your lifetime, and I got pretty depressed about that. <laughs> um, no, like, that, would be, like, that would be pretty cool, like, just um, being able to actually like, replace parts with like, robot, like, have like, a robot arm, like a leg, like a, 
robot eyeball where you can do like different things like that. Like I'd totally be into the whole like cyborg fashion trend, not as a health thing, just as like a fashion piece. <laughs> God, I understand, man. So, so you want the Kano is what you want. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Kano, cyborg, all that all that stuff, yeah. So aside from LASIK, what would you get, Steve? Uh well let's see, I've already had back surgery. That was no fun. <laughs> um I don't know. It's lipo, I guess. I would go tummy tuck on, on my end. Got this handy dandy spare tire that needs to go away. But I like beer, so it's probably not going to go anywhere. Well, yeah, I never there was a spare though, in case you need another. <laughs> I, never, I never understood how a six pack was better than a keg. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I just... don't get it. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that's perfect. So, Steve, you posted up on the um, Something Gate page about the uh, 15 Pixar movies ranked worst to best. I did. So I'd like to start off the conversation because I kind of want to go through them, see where, what people think. We'll see where it goes. Um, but let's go out there and say, instead of going through the list first, what is your favorite Pixar movie? Ooh. Ugh. Do you need a refresher of the Pixar movies, or yeah, throw it, like it's okay. So I have such a hard time like differentiating Pixar and DreamWorks. Like, I do too. Like I, the only way I can do it is like imagining which ones make those that stupid like pit, di, DreamWorks face where like they're always like doing the half smile right. with like the eyebrow raise and like so which movies do that and that one's a DreamWorks one. <laughs> right. So you get the Toy Story franchise. Right. You have uh, Finding Nemo. Ratatouille, Inside Out, um, Wally, Up, the Monsters franchise, the Cars franchise, of Bugs Life, Brave, and that's kind of, it's pretty much it. I mean, Pixar is is that Disney movie that looks smoother than a Disney movie. <laughs> the Incredibles. The Incredibles, I believe, was DreamWorks. No, no Pixar. it's Pixar. Pixar. Is it? Yeah. Yep. I'm looking at it right oh, now. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was like, no, I was freaking out because I didn't see it on the list when I was flipping through. I personally would probably have to go with, like, the Toy Story franchise. Um, more specifically, probably Toy Story 1 because that's, like, the the main Pixar movie that yeah. kind of, like, kicked everything off, at least for me personally. So like, you're telling me you would rather watch Toy Story than Monsters, Inc.? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, Monsters, Inc. is, like... Monsters that, Inc. That, is, tends to be, that tends to be the argument that I hear out of people more more than the others. Like, I, I, I tend to see a lot of... A group of people that want to lean more towards Monsters, Inc. or Toy Story. I don't see, like... If you have a favorite, I mean, that's kind of where your dividing line is when it comes to the Pixar movies, I think. Yes. Monsters, Inc. was a whole lot of fun, but it, it was, like, the... Like, you... I think the the idea there is like the theme relates to people more like are you that kind of person that had those toys as a kid and like can relate to that idea of like what if my toys came alive or are you the kind of person that like what if there was a whole other world inside like outside of mine and like that you could like travel to like right. what, what is the whole your aspect of it and how can you relate to it and I just relate to Toy Story a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Toy Story hits you more on an emotional level I think and it's something like even my parents oh my god my dad still like cheesily quotes and he was like you are a toy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) My dad's favorite movie is Toy Story he loves that movie. Um, Understandable. Uh, My personal favorite is Finding Nemo. 
Really? Yes. That's an understandable and, option. Hands down, I think it's probably one of the most beautiful movies ever. Certainly, from a from a visual standpoint, one of the most beautiful movies movies ever made. I love the I love the seagulls in that. <laughs> my my my. I um I particularly like the the nod to Jaws with the great white shark being named Bruce. Yes, that was good. <laughs> that was uh, Steven Spielberg's nickname for the mechanical shark because yep. his lawyer was named Bruce. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. That's yes. a very fun fact. That is uh, how Steven. That's how when they were, you know, when the script was still a secret, when they were filming it, the the shark wasn't written as a shark in the screenplay. It was written as Bruce, as if he were a character. Right. Bruce leaps up from the water. <laughs> angrily says, <laughs> sounds like a, It sounds like a shark. No, it's my lawyer. It's okay. I wonder um, if they had Bruce as a stand-in. <laughs> for me, until until this last week, I would say for me, you know, it, it's different because... And let's just put this out there. Like, the gambit from best to worst in Pixar is, like, from four and a half stars to three and a half stars. Right, like, exactly. Aside from Cars 2 and Planes, I really Which are the same think, movie, you just... One's a driving, yeah. one's a flying. Like, I mean, there's... On this, my, my answer's going to be not what do I think is the best Pixar movie. It's what's your favorite. My favorite is Incredibles. Okay. I, the, I was... Because at the time, I was playing City of Heroes, which is a massive <laughs> multiplayer <laughs> online role-playing game. To where one of the characters was a was a bubble controller, okay? So you'd run out, and like one of the things you could do is make a bubble, like, like in in the movie, like everything in that movie seemed to be pulled from the archetypes of of superhero movies and and comics and everything. The game let you just be archetypes. It wasn't Marvel or DC. It was just completely generic, but you had everything in it. So I was playing that a lot at the time. Claire was hanging out with me and understood everything and all the little jokes I was making. So for me, that movie meant a lot. So like when they're coming out with Incredibles 2, I'm stoked about that, right? Like I'm, I'm amped. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. My favorite that I had seen so far now, like, I mean, the best of the movies that I'd seen changed this week with Inside Out. I think Inside Out is a fantastic movie. Like the way, the way it's written, the way they do it, the, like, and I don't know if it's being an adult and being a parent or being an adult or a parent or where it falls into that scheme, that movie was worth every freaking penny I spent on it, plus more, and I can't wait for it to come out because it's one that I think you should own. So that kind of goes into this list here. Yeah. And it's it's 15 to 1, okay, starting with the worst, obviously, to the, to the best. And here's the list. It goes Cars 2. Uh-huh. Number being the worst? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I would agree. Number 14 is Brave. I'll see. I have I take issue, issue I, with that. I, yeah. First, like, I would definitely agree that Cars 2 is at the at the bottom of the heap. Um, right above that. I don't think they have Planes on planes this list. Planes isn't even on this list. So, <laughs> it doesn't I mean, even make the list yeah, of bad I would movies. Put, I would put Planes right next to it, you know. Car 2 slash planes. Yeah, they're spooning. So it's so here, here's where I kind of go with Brave, okay? So so if I'm thinking about, if I'm, because when you said earlier when we were having lunch, I agree with you. Brave is a great movie, and I'm going to, I would like to argue Brave. So here's where I'm going to go. So Brave is at 14. Let's put that, let's put Brave up against 13, okay? Monsters University. Is Brave better than Monsters University? I have not seen yes. either yet. Okay. Like, Understandable. But to be the point, that's the thing, is like more people, I think more people went to see Brave than they did to see Monsters University. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what the stats are on it. I just, 
So, I, I didn't particularly care for Monsters University. Like, Monsters, Inc., I thought it was, it was okay. okay. Monsters, U was, was okay. Yeah, but Monsters University just seemed kind of like, it's, it's, it's like Cars 2 and Planes. Like, why? Right, there it's, wasn't it's just, there wasn't was a real weird. reason. And if to you it. were gonna if you were gonna make another movie in that franchise, Do a, sequel, not a prequel. prequel, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. From what I little I know from like the previews and like the storyline, it seems like Brave was probably like much more of an in depth and like intense storyline versus Mo- uh, Monsters University. I feel like I don't know very much about either movie because I like, didn't get a chance to see Brave, them. But Brave, Brave was more a mother daughter story, right? Brave was a mother daughter story and it was extremely straightforward, which is what they knock it for on this list. But right. um, again, beautiful cinematography. Like the the well, background was as much of a character in that movie as oh, anything yes. else. Yeah, with with anything like when you're doing like the the, the old time like Scottish type movie, like that background and the scenery and everything is going to play a, like a large part in that movie. Like right. that type of aesthetic to things. Monsters University, like you can do whatever you want because it's a it's a bunch of old tropes, a fictional reality, that you right? Can, with monsters, so that so it leads us down into so so let's say that let's say that so what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to advance Brave from from 14 to where it should should be. Okay, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. So so we're gonna say against Monsters University, it advances. Yes. Yeah. To the next round. Okay. <clears throat> next one, number 12, is a Bug's Life. I love a Bug's Life. A Bug's Life was a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie. However, I think that Brave like. And coming from my position where I'm at, having my daughter and seeing those things, I think it means something different to me than just than just the movie is. You know, like I'm putting extra into the, into Brave than is there. It's that's more personal than actual like actual um, critique of the movie. Along the same lines, though, like with me having seen A Bug's Life and not having seen Brave, like I'm obviously going to back A Bug's Life because like that that message I know a little bit more. Right. And, like I, I I loved A Bug's Life. I thought A Bug's Life. My kids love it. Bugs I think Life Bug's Life's a great one. It was one of the first Pixar. It was one of the first cartoon movies that did like that aerial style, like where it looked like it was being filmed. They had all those great like long far away shots and like right. they they did cartoon and animation like. Regular camera cinematography, sure. and that, that that's where I think, and that's where I think that this movie started. Like, because when you get into the top twelve, that's where you start getting the meat and potatoes of this company. Okay, so I think it's hard for this movie that felt to me more like a Disney princess. I don't mean Disney princess. Movie, I thought it was Disney but, too. So for right, a no, long time, but. And she's included in the Disney princesses. Okay, yeah, it was def- it was definitely but, but a Disney felt, Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, but it felt like Disney. Pixar, not right. Pixar, yeah. Disney. You know, so so let's just kind of see. So I would say Bugs Life. I would actually call it a wash, in my opinion, because I loved a Bugs Life growing up, and I wouldn't put any more stock into Brave. What about you? Um, I would still give it to Brave. Okay. I've only seen Bugs Life once when it was brand new. Okay, and uh, it didn't leave a particularly lasting impression on me. Brave did. So let's so it's called a wash. Let's just let's see if it will even hold up against the next okay. movie. Okay. What about 2006 Cars? Are we going? Wait. Are we doing Ants Life against Cars? Or are we doing no, Brave Bugs against Life. Cars? No, no, no. We're, I, 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 I'm, I'm seeing. I'm seeing if Brave. If we say we're brave, brave, we're like thinking Brave and Bugs Life is. Uh, okay. We're said Monsters U. It's better than Monsters U. Okay. Move right. on. Cars should be bumped back down to like 20. Okay, so the cars. Cars? Yeah. So where does it fall? So so talk. Go ahead and work it out. 
The first cars was so cute. Like, everything. Yeah, and coming from a family of gearheads with two little gearheads in the family... Like, Cars is ubiquitous and ridiculously quoted in my family. Yes, even... Um, the soundtrack was pretty good. Life is high. I feel like it was something that's just, like, it's been done before. Like, no, it's it like, hadn't. It's like, I, I feel like Pixar, like, with especially with Cars, like, just kind of like, that one was like a, oh, let's just put out this movie. Like, it's not... It wasn't. It didn't bring anything new to the table for me, like a lot, like a lot of other Pixar movies did. There are so many little nuances in Cars that, like, were that so smart and cleverly thought out. When he's doing his little like press conference and the girl cars that are in groupies and they flash him, yeah, and like the lights are their tits, like that's the funniest shit ever. Like that has not been done before. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty, it's a pretty, (coughs) it's a classic fish out of water story for sure. But I think it was done right, and I think it was done with enough heart to set it apart from things that are similar. I wouldn't put it above Brave or Ant's Life. Like that's just my opinion. Like I've. Even the worst thing it did was give Larry the Cable Guy more like TV time. <laughs> okay, if, that's the only if, fault if that cars. If Cars has a negative to it, it's it's Spawn. Like the merchandising and the the follow ups are what drag it. Down. So let's give it yeah. a yes or no. So so I'm gonna go around the table because I, I think I know how I want to finish out this conversation because I think it's gonna be fun. Okay. So Steve, does Brave pass Cars on the list? Yes. No. Yes. And I am going to say, I'm going to go with yes. I, mean, I think both Ants Life, Ants Life, and Bugs, Bugs Life, Bugs Life, Bugs Life. and Bully Bugs Life. Ants was Bugs DreamWorks. Ants. Yeah, that's why it's, it's, it's confusing because they came out at the same time. That's the main movie that I always get confused is was this one so, Ants or or well, so, so now Bugs, now Cars Bugs is, Life was good. Ants was Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so so Cars Cars has slipped into the twelfth uh, position as of this point. Okay. So now. You have Brave against Heavy Hitter here. Brave is against Monsters, Inc. Yeah, Monsters, Inc. is like, uh, you know, the gatekeeper for the I, I can't. It is. I can't, but I'm, I'm kind of depressed to see Monsters. So here's what's going to happen, okay? My plan for this conversation is that we're going we're gonna to take Brave as far as it can go. Then when it, when it gets usurped to that next movie, we're going to see where we can put that movie next and see kind of where our list falls out. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I like this. So, the question is plain and simple. Does Brave beat Monsters, Inc.? Steve? I think so, because I think uh, towards especially the end of Monsters, Inc., uh, Billy Crystal's character uh, kind of just got on my nerves okay. at, by the end of it. It's legit. Boo is too cute, though. Like, that little girl running mm-hmm. around. Mike Wazowski! No. Monsters Inc. takes it all the way. I have to abstain on this one. Like, from the little I know of Brave, like, it's not anything, like, I could personally say, like, oh, this wasn't going to be as good as Monsters Inc., or it's going to be better from what little I know about it. Like, they're both kind of in the same same realm. Like, I've seen Monsters Inc., I love Monsters Inc., I've seen the previews for Brave, and I think that... (laughs) Looks like an amazing movie, and it's something like I at this till this point I really regret that I haven't seen okay. It yet. Okay. So like I I couldn't. So you're gonna stay. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna give it to Monsters Inc. So Monsters Inc. moves on, and Brave settles out at number eleven in this list. I think a much fair, fair spot than where it was before. So everything kind of falls back. So as of right now, the uh, list goes: Cars Two, Monsters University, Bugs Life, Brave. I'm sorry, Bugs Life, Cars, Brave, Monsters Inc. Now we go to the next one. 
Now we have chosen Monsters, Mon- I'm sorry, yeah, Monsters Inc. to move on. Does Monsters Inc. hold its own against the number nine? And the number nine is up. No. So here's your choice, here's your chance. Steve, we're going to keep going the same way. Steve, I'm going to give you your first option, Monsters, Inc. or Up. Um, that's almost a wash to me because the article makes an excellent point. Without the opening five minutes of Up, the rest of the film does Sucks. not have the weight that other Pixar films I have. saw. I saw I think I think the dog, Doug, is adorable. I love the whole, you know, adventure, let's fly to this, you know, Amazon island, like the old Adventure Timey movies that he grew up with as a kid. Right. Totally Steve's wheelhouse. Like, that was me as a kid, jumping over cracks in the sidewalk and right. stuff. Like, so I, I get it on that level. The rest of it with the pseudo-villain and his, like, I don't know why he was so insane and, like, no one can know that I live here for some reason, so I have to kill you. I thought that kind of, I thought that kind of pushed it. So I would actually if I were to rank this, I would put up behind Monsters Inc and behind Brave. I would agree personally, I would agree with you. I would you say you put up behind those, right? Yeah, like yeah, I would okay. put okay. I would probably put up in no better than 11 and have Brave be the gatekeeper for the top 10. I think that'd probably be a good choice. Okay, go ahead. I think you make a very valid point with it really is the first like five minutes of the movie that gets you, but especially coming from this year too at C2E2 in Chicago, you had people dressing up and cosplaying as up more than anything. And not just even as the old man and mm-hmm. the little kid and the dog, but people dressed up as the motherfucking house with the blue... Can I swear on this? Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> with, like, the... Dressed up as- <laughs> can I swear on this? <laughs> Fuck no. She's already said the bad words seven times. Can I swear on this now? Is this okay? <laughs> I just wanted to check, you know, halfway we'll, through. We'll just bleep um, you out. It's fine. I'll edit it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I mean, people dress up as a house... You don't dress up as a house for a movie, like, unless, like, the first five minutes are so good, it's worth forgetting the rest of the movie. So, I will, <laughs> I will... <laughs> sorry, I've been staring at it the whole time. Today. Yeah, me too. I keep, I keep going like this, it's like, yeah, it still works. Hang on, and yeah, it's good, and it's good, and it's good. But I feel like I have to give it to Up as being more more popular than Monsters, Inc. Okay. I think it has the emotional tie and it makes it better. Okay, so, Ken, Monsters, Inc. or Up? Um, I disagree with, like, the first five minutes making the movie. Like, I'm, I can relate to every single one of those characters. Even the dog, I can relate to. Of course to, you can like, relate to the dog. Like that, you are the dog. <laughs> that movie was just, like, absolutely fantastic to me. I love that movie. Like, the old guy, like, grumpy, and, like, he, he's lost stuff, but he's, like, finding himself. This kid helping him through, super energetic, and just absolutely love life. But then, like, it's beaten down a little bit, but still manages to find that that spark and energy. The dog, who's just kind of there and, like, loves everybody, but, like, has... He had, like, so much, like, character to him, too. It wasn't just, like, oh, there's a dog over here who can talk. Let's play this gimmick out. It was, like, every single aspect of that movie was brilliant, like... like, Okay, like so... Like, built up, but with Monsters, Inc., it was, it was Mike and Sully. Like, Mike and Sully were... 
buddies. They were going through this difficult time, and it, I mean, it was a they're, nice movie too. But they're like, extremely different movies. Right. Yeah. Monsters Inc. is essentially <laughs> a buddy comedy, yes. and Up is more of a of an almost a com- like an adventure story. So, right. so here, so here's my opinion of this. Okay, so there's no like smoking gun to say this is I better than that. So, yeah, so I mean, so I, I say, really I say, say we just leave it where it is. Okay, and this is where Monsters Inc. falls out. And up gets a chance to move on. Okay, I, I think it's hard. Like I agree with you, but like if it's half and half at this table, that's that's where it is right now. Okay, so up then gets a chance to move on to Ratatouille. <laughs> and if I'm going up or Ratatouille, I'm going up. I mean, I don't have to talk about it. We already talked about it. I'm going up. Yeah, I put I would put Ratatouille, but um, no better than eleven. Right. So the it, best thing about Ratatouille was the fact that the mice washed their hands before they did the chef work as a daughter of a chef. I thought that was adorable, okay. and that was a high point for me, but that's literally the only thing I remember from that movie, is being impressed with rats washing their excellent, hands. Excellent range from Patton Oswalt, not oh, something yeah. that you would think he would do. Great movie, but, but I, I don't think that, like, this thing is sitting at 8 in this list, I don't think it's above, no. like, 13. No. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's bottom of the barrel. I would bump everything else up. And this entire it. list is great movies, however, yeah. it's bottom of the barrel to me. So, yes. so I, say, I yeah. say we move up against to the number 7, mm-hmm. which is Inside Out. Which just came out, and I know I know nobody has seen it, so I don't know if we can really talk about it. However, the one thing I got to say is, please go see it. Take your time, take your chance, take your money. Go see it in the you theaters. See it. You yes. should definitely see this movie. This movie is not just a kids' movie. It's not just an adult movie. It's a. It's go see this movie. It is Amy Poehler, so that's enough for me. Right. She plays an amazing character, and the character of Joy is amazing. So, the characters are awesome. <clears throat> Go see the movie. Okay, like, the cat. Bring like, your tissues. From what I can see, like all of the the previews, everything that I've seen, the casting choices, everything for those emotional characters, like Lewis Black is anger. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Like that. If I could picture any person that would be anger, it would be Lewis Black. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's it's, true. They typecast, I think, to a T. It was perfect. Right. So go see okay. that movie. So I think we can just say, at this point, we don't know enough about the movie. We don't have enough of an opinion. To, so yeah. so now we're moving up into the number six spot from nine right now against Toy Story 3. Oh, nope. Nope. Toy Story <laughs> 3 all the way. I, I, I do think this is where up is going to gonna settle in. And I yeah. can't speak to it because I've seen up once or twice parts and bits and pieces and I've never seen Toy Story 3 so I would just oh abstain so I say we just go ahead and like we'll talk about Toy Story 3 when it comes up against something that it can't fight yes okay so we're going to move Toy Story 3 on against number 5 my favorite of the Pixar series The Incredibles uh, I think Incredibles is going to take it yeah no Toy Story 3 Toy Story 3 like just uh, Incredibles was Incredibles was a fantastic movie like it it had Everything like a superhero movie should have had. It had the magnanimous bad guy who... Magnanimous? Yeah. Whatever it is. (laughs) Larger than life. He's like... Zindro! Jason Lee? Come on! They they threw in the thing like, oh, I don't want to dialogue because like everybody dialogues like when they're doing their master plan and like have the they have the good guy trapped and you that's the bad guy whatever. (laughs) I don't somebody else's drunky pants on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Um, Yeah, but like Toy Story three, like 
If I were... Uh, I have such a hard time separating Toy Story 3 from the rest of the Toy Story series, and I think that's why I put it on such a high pedestal. Okay. Is because when you take the entire gambit of the movies, like, it just pushes up the emotional value of Toy Story 3 so much, where, like, you lived with... You were a kid as Toy Story 1... Toy Story Two came out. You were you were growing up. Like, <laughs> not not Grandpa over here. Not not yes, not Here's Grandpa Jerry side of the table. I could live without Toy Story Three having ever been made, even though I enjoyed oh, God, it and no. I cried and bawled during it. But I would not want to give up The Incredibles. The Incredibles was a hilarious movie. I love the character of Edna, who is based off of a real life character too. Samuel L. Jackson is in the movie. Yes, Fozo. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, Baby, where's my super suit? Why do you need it? I, I, personally, <laughs> I personally could do without The Incredibles. I don't think I, oh. I would be fine with the Toy Story Toy Story arc ending at Toy Story 2. Like that Toy Story 3. See, I would like, give up Toy Story 2 before I give, give up Toy Story 3, but that's another story. Well, I think... The Kenny hit it on the head. It's hard to differentiate the Toy Stories, even though they were released so far apart. Because of the computer animation and the characters don't really age, you could hear it a little bit in uh, Tom Hanks and especially in Tim Allen's voices that they're getting older. But the characters themselves are essentially timeless, so it's hard to get the... You know, it's hard to find that breaking point between the three movies. Um... I think by the time Toy Story 3 rolled around, it's a little bit old hat at that point. Which, strictly from an originality standpoint, Incredibles is going to beat it. Okay, so as we go down, so let's just ask a question. Steve, Incredibles or Toy Story? Incredibles. Incredibles. Toy Story. Incredibles. Incredibles moves on. Toy Story 3 hangs out at number number (laughs) 6. So Incredibles moves on against Toy Story 2 at the number 4 position. Incredibles was sandwiched between Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 2. So does does Incredibles move on again? We've talked about the Toy Story stuff. Does Toy, move Story, on Toy Story 2 was the weakest of the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Toy Story 3 is definitely above Toy Story we're, 2. Where we move past, I'm, move on. Let it go. I'm, no, hold on. No, I, I, so, 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 so if we all agree that Toy Story 2 was the weaker of the movies, let's ask you this. Yeah. That auto, I mean, so hold Incredibles on. is automatic. So auto, Incredibles right. automatically moves up. Let me ask you this. Does Toy Story 2 fall to Toy Story 3 in yes. the chain and then go, go back one spot? Yes. Yes. Ken? I, I mean, I didn't, like... Yes. In, if I were ranking the Toy Story movies, I would do Toy Story 3, Toy Story, and then okay, Toy so Story yes. times of okay. top to bottom. Okay, so yes. So it falls down, so it's actually going to be, like, at the number 7 position, set, ahead of Inside Out. Okay, so... That moves Incredibles now. Incredibles has moved up uh, two positions now to uh, number 3, which is going to be, I think, the... the uh, Goliath to beat here. Finding Nemo. How does Incredibles shack up against Finding Nemo? Toy Story 3 beats it. (laughs) (laughs) Steve? Um, I am going to say Finding Nemo uh, beats Incredibles. Okay. Uh, I think... Again, stylistically, they're so different that it's hard to rank them, but... uh, the Toy Story movies and even even Cars have when you're going to um, what is what anthropomorphism? Yeah, when, yeah. You're, when you're gonna yeah when you're gonna go that level, there's a certain disconnect. 
about, okay, their toys come to life, their cars that are personified. Incredibles was supposed to be people. Mm-hmm. And I think they fall short of the realism that something like uh, How to Train Your Dragon has, where, okay, they're people. Mm-hmm. Incredibles is designed to be a comic book movie, so everything is very, you know, the characters stand out against a very pale background all the time. Right. It's night, it's jungle, it's, you know, this warehouse where everything is very bright, but also very plain. Right. To allow the -hmm. the characters to stand out. And I think that works well in that movie. From a technical standpoint, Finding Nemo is just on another level. Mm -hmm. The the seascape and the way the light comes through the water and the living background of the coral reefs and even the fish tank in the dentist office. Oh, yeah. I I think... think Characterization's better, too. I agree. Um, Where Incredibles, you have a lot of archetypal characters that are given a lot of human feeling. I agree. Finding Nemo had characters. I mean, yeah, Nemo's dad, Marlin, is going to be, you know, this neurotic father. But other than that, everybody kind of had their own shtick that they did. It it, wasn't as... In Finding Nemo, you saw different phases or different um, aspects of a human human emotion. Mm -hmm. Whereas Incredibles was the super movie of that. Like, like you saw, like, oh, it'd be cool to be the person that could do this or the person could do that. You didn't see, like... Um, uh, Craig T. Nelson's character, the, you know, Mr. Incredible, wasn't completely complex. He wasn't a complex yeah, character. Like he you was, I disagree with have... that in Incredibles, though, because like the entire point of Incredibles is like it's this super superheroes, super family, and then they're having real world troubles. They were, like... but they but they weren't but they weren't super complex. They they, were... they had issues, but they weren't complex. You wanted to do things like them, or you wanted to be like them. But in Finding Nemo, you watched and you were like, "I am that." Right. To like watch... I am that fish. That is that is something right. I do. I'm to that watch... seagull. Yeah. I'm that se- right. Like you, <laughs> you watch... tied into it to see Mister Incredible. You know, say that. He's like he's practically invulnerable, but obviously he's scared of losing his family. It's a very different character arc than what Marlin goes through of literally not leaving the anemone to traveling across the entire ocean to find his son. And I think that's going to give it more emotional punch than Incredibles. It looks better than Incredibles, and the soundtrack is better. Than I I honestly am going to ship this till number one. I would put Toy Story 3 above Finding Nemo, but I would not put it again. I would, I would say Finding Nemo would beat Incredible. So if well, Toy Story 3 were up against right now, I'd say Toy Story 3 would beat <laughs> no, Finding yeah, Nemo. If, if, dude, if that's your dark horse, take it hey, to the end, man. You know what? We, all know, what Beyonce, we all know Beyonce had the best movie of all time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's ask the black and white question. Do does the Incredibles beat Finding Nemo? No. No. If we're doing Incredibles, Shut no. up. black and white. That means one. Yes or no? No to Incredibles. No, so Finding Nemo moves on, Incredibles finds its place at number four. Fun fact, I have seen Finding Nemo in Spanish. Buscando Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> so this goes up against the heavy hitter of the entire franchise, in my opinion. The heavy hitter. So, now we have Finding Nemo moving on against Toy Story. And what slot is this going for? This This is is number number two. two. 
How is Toy Story number two? Because Wally. Because Wally oh, is number one. Which I disagree with. Um, okay. We'll get to that now. Toy Story wins. Okay. Oh, well, this is off. this is because I think when we get to Wally, we're all going to have a similar opinion based on our previous conversation, and I'm going to give Wally the opportunity to fall to where it should. Okay. I think that's kind of how we feel about it. Yes. However, so let's say so. I think this is we've talked about. You want to defend Wally too? Yeah. Okay. As the number I'll one Pixar Wally. movie. I'd put Toy Story one. three up there personally. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll do everybody's top five when we're done with it. Yeah. So does Finding does Finding Nemo defeat Toy Story in a head to head battle? I'm going to go like I don't think I need to discuss it. I don't think I need to talk about it too much. I'm going to say no. Toy Story is the flagship of this thing. It Finding Nemo is a great movie, but it's just it's not Toy Story. Toy Story was this thing when I was younger that I think still stands. Ninety five. I was thirteen. I was thirteen years old. Were you even born yet? Yes, I was born in eighty eight. <laughs> I'm just joking around. <laughs> I think Finding Nemo does beat Toy Story. Oh, because because everyone loves Toy Story, and Toy Story is historically significant for being the first computer generated. Like it's Pixar's thing. Sure, I get it. I love it. Great movie. Finding Nemo is better. Pixar knew what they were doing. They know how to storyboard better. They can create a better story. They had better talent behind it. The animation is better. Again, everything is just like I'm not saying Toy Story. If Toy Story is a nine, Finding Nemo is like nine point three. Again, we're splitting hairs completely sure. on this. And sure. I think I think um, you make a good point. I disagree, I just, I disagree, I disagree, with, I disagree, disagree. with better the, characters. The eight years in between the two films, Pixar learned how to make better. If you True. take the nostalgia away from Toy Story and you watch them both right now, Finding Nemo is better. I think if Finding Nemo uh, didn't have Ellen DeGeneres as the character of Dory, it would be back further places. I think that Toy Story had a had better characters in there, better voices. It was more recognizable. It's still quoted today. It's still dressed today. And it is something that is... Timeless. It will still be remembered. I think Finding Nemo will be. I agree. It's splitting hairs, but I, I, I think Toy Story is better. I, no, I, like I hear what you're saying about the Dory character, I, but I believe that any relevant actress could have played Dory. I don't I, think so. No, I don't think that Ellen had anything specifically to do with the Dory character. I don't. I want to go off something Steve mentioned. Like with he said, like if you take the nostalgia away from Toy Story, like it it beats Finding Nemo. But like the nostalgia is what Toy right. Story is. Like that's right. that's the design the behind the movie. Like that nostalgia of this is back when I used to play with my toys. This is what I thought. This is what could possibly be going on the scenes. The, that whole movie is nostalgia. And it's. Doesn't matter. You can't take, that's that's a character. That, that, that nostalgia two, is, like, is yeah. a. So, I just don't even know what a speaking so spell when, is nowadays. So when comparing like, <laughs> when comparing Toy Story to Toy Story three, I'd think Toy Story would win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a plain simple fact. Are we going to put so Finding Nemo or Toy Story, Steve? Finding Nemo. Toy Story. Toy Story totally beats Toy Story three. Not gotta go with Toy Story. Finding Nemo finds its happy happy space at number two as of right now. Just keep So it's moved up. Mm-hmm. It's moved up. And Toy Story now takes on the champion of this article, which is Wally. And I have very, 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 very big issues with this pick. I'm gonna I let, do too. Jared's going to talk for a while, so I'll be right back. <laughs> no, not. Wally sucked. 
It was okay. It was it, like I, I didn't I didn't really get into it. I think Wally was preachy. Um, I would put Wally on this list right ahead of Planes. Mm. Wow. I wouldn't drop it that low, but um, I would put it below Monsters. Yeah, I, yeah. This would be the. I put it right below Monsters Inc. On, on, on this one, this would be number thirteen or fourteen on my list. Wow. Yeah, I Wally. I watch like this is one of the few, not few, but this is one of the picture movies that I watch. Like for instance, Up. The first time I saw Up, I kind of walked into it and watched it. Then I watched it, okay, because I didn't always go to the movies to see them. Wally, I saw from beginning to end, and I thought it was a good movie, but I, it just, I just don't. It just, it isn't. I have seen other animated movies that do the same thing that I think are better. Here's and my, it bothers me. Yes. Here's my thing with Wally. I think it is the Susan Cain of the Pixar movies. People want it to be number one because it's deep. Because we had a movie that, like, didn't talk for the first, like, hour of it. And, like, look how awesome it is that people paid attention to it. And you've got to be really deep to not need all the talking. Like, I think people only want to... They put it at number one because it's a look how deep I am that I get this cartoon. I don't. I didn't think it's about it being deep. Like I think. I think. Yes, the, it's an environmentalist movie. The whole thing is all about environmentalism and how we are ruining the planet. Al Gore probably put in like a hundred percent of the budget. Envi- like environmentalism is. I'm a not big, saying it's wrong. Is a big topic of the movie, but like but I think the relationship between Eve and and Wally is a big aspect of it but too. But it's not that strong relationship. No, that, that's what I like the entire movie for, is, like, a lot of the other movies on this list are very dialogue-driven. You build the relationships and the characters through the dialogue. Right off the bat with Wally, you understand Wally's character in the first two minutes, you understand Eva's character in the first two minutes, and they don't have to say a fucking word about it. Like, it's just right off the bat, and then you understand how Wally's relating to Eva, you understand what Eva's goal is. You understand everything about these two characters and how their relationship works together without them having to say any word. It's not even about, like, you don't even find out about the environmentalism aspect of it. It's just a dystopian world. Humans are dead. There's robots roaming around the thing doing his job because that's what he's programmed to do. He's a robot. But in the same moment, he's a robot that's developed character because he's been alone for so long. I think it would have been better if it was an animated short. I don't it think started it needed out that way. It I know, but I don't think it needed to be that long. I mean, my uh, like, I get what you're saying. I just don't think it's good enough to be on the top that high up. I think it's more about the the status of liking it. I mean, the, you talk to anyone about that movie, and the first thing they say is, "Oh, remember the fat people on the floaty chairs." The first thing you, when you talk to me about it, when you talk to, like, me about it, is when you remember how cute Toy Wally... Toy Story 3? No. Toy Story 3 is behind <laughs> Toy Story. So we're at Wally, Toy Story, Toy Story 3 right now. That's where I'm at. Um, I'd still probably put Toy Story above Wally, but probably Toy Story 3, too. So <laughs> Wally would probably bump to third. For it's me. cute. Oh, and they had the Hello Dolly thing. That was cute in Wally. When, like when Wally, like, when Eva's shut down because she has the plan and Wally's trying to, like, hold her hand and stuff, like, it's just, this character has been alone for so long and he finally, like, meets someone that's similar to him in some aspect, but it's this beautiful object. Like, Wally's this rust bucket that's, like, designed to build garbage. I'm bored with like, you talking about this right now. Like... <laughs> 
It's it's a love story. <laughs> like it's a love story. It like it's a love story, but it's not far? a number one love story. So how, let how, me ask you this. So so rapid fire, Ken. Rapid fire. <laughs> Is Wally better than Toy Story? No. Is Wally better than Finding Nemo? You mean Toy Story three? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, Toy Story three. We're you're not, right. No, based on your there. list. We're yeah, not there yet. I would do my. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm are sorry. we doing my list or no? No, no. I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I, I haven't waited on a while. No, oh, Steve so has uh, yeah, I've been arguing. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> I ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's Go ahead. Gets left. Okay. Um, does for the purposes of this list, does Wally deserve to be number one? No. That said, I love Wally. I definitely wouldn't put it as low on the list as Jared did. Okay. Uh, where it falls on the list of mine, may it be pushing it to be in the top five. It's probably six or seven. Um, reason I love it so much is it reminds me of my favorite Disney movie of all time, and that's Dumbo. The ability, okay. the ability to hold the screen up without dialogue is incredible. And see, I hated Dumbo, so. so... Me too. That's so my least favorite movie. Yes. So that's build, yeah. on you guys. Be I able think to build that character the, and still be lovable. Like the, the characterization without dialogue in a film is huge. Uh, to me. Uh, some people don't like it. That's fine. You don't have to like it. Um, I think if I'm going to give Wally negative points, it's too heavy-handed. Uh, Jared and you and I have had the conversation about Elysium uh, yeah. being the same way, uh, where it had so much more potential if it wasn't like it's about this equality. And you know oh, that, that, is, that, that I, I think it's I a think, movie. Yeah, I right. think that you might don't be hit over the head with it. It's better if it's subtle. Like the the introduction, you know, the opening sequence when we first meet Wally is enough to. Give us the backstory. We don't need to hear the backstory again when we get to the spaceship with the people. Um, that's where I would knock it down. Uh, I don't think the human characters carry enough of the movie no. to justify being Why even in be it. There? Like, no. like, I thought the movie. I thought like to jump in. I think I think that Wally would have been better without the even the human element in it at all. Right, and right. and Ken Ken alluded to it. Um, it. It could legit have been a, a short story, and it could have ended yep. with him following Eve into space. Um, I I still like it, not number one, right? Yeah. So I will. So I believe that for us, aside from Ken, that this allows Toy Story to then move into the number one position. Yes, I, I'd still say that. I'd say. Oh, that. okay, okay. I'm sorry, yeah. but you would say Toy Story three instead of Toy Story one, or no? No, Toy Story. I'll I'll wait till we get to my list our our list to do that. But yes, I would wait, say. Well, I would no. Say, now, now we're going to give the opportunity for the movies to fall down the chain. So what you're saying, I'm going to be. The I would say Toy Story would be above Wally. I'd say it probably bumped to number three for at least for me. Okay, understand. So you put Wally ahead of Finding Nemo. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. So I guess um, we kind of talked about our favorites and we talked about the the, uh, the list and kind of where we've we've placed it. Um, does anybody have any major issue where with any movie kind of fell out what way we read the list? Can we rerun through one, the list? Yeah, I think that I think we'll sort through okay. that when we... Uh, Alright, I'm going to try and do it for memory here. Okay. So, bear with me, and feel free to correct me. Well, I think if we just go from here with everybody's individual, everybody give your top five, and below the top five, everything falls where it falls. So we'll start with Kenny, since he's been so vocal about it. Oh, I see. You're t- okay, I'm with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because no, there's no need to go point by point. Yeah, I see now. where you're going. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. no I, I'm with you. I'm, with I'm with you. Um, my, top yeah. five, my personal top five would be Toy Story, 
Toy Story 3, Wall-E, um, Up, and then Monsters, Inc. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Finding Nemo instead of Monsters, Inc. Find- Monsters, Inc. is six. I forgot about Finding Nemo. Okay. Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Toy Story 3, Up, Monsters, Inc. I think. I think I'm forgetting one that I wanted to put in there. Brave? No. Incredibles. Oh, The Incredibles, yeah. Okay. God, that's hard. I'll bump up. Honorable mention? Honorable mention Incredibles? No, I'll bump... I'll make up honorable mention and I'll bump Incredibles. Okay, there you go. So for me, it's going to be... um, I'm going to go Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Inside Out, um, Incredibles, Finding Nemo. Because, because of what they meant to me. I'm not saying like the best. I'm saying my top, my top five. What you would watch? Like versus going here. Here's a list of five movies to watch. I, I could, I could stand behind Toy Story, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Incredibles, and Inside Out. Boom. That's my five. Cool. No doubt. No doubt. All right. I'm gonna go with uh, Finding Nemo at the top. Okay. Good choice. Uh, followed by Toy Story. Followed by The Incredibles, mm-hmm. followed by Wally, and really? rounded out with Brave. Wow, you wouldn't even have Toy Story three on the list. Jeez. Nope, or Toy Story at all. Toy Story was number two. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking Monsters Inc. I'm sorry. No, Monsters Inc. does not make my top. Really, Monsters Inc. is one of my favorite movies. It's such a good one. Like I, I get it, but I, I'll, I'll watch these others before. No, I, I, I got you. No, I. Uh, so like, that's that's the list, and guys. I mean, please feel free to comment on the page, uh, put up your own comments, email us, hit us up on Twitter, do whatever you want to do. But that's kind of our list of the uh, Pixar top fifteen. The way we've kind of breaking it down, or broke it down, broke it down, broke it down. As I've been looking at this chicken lingerie the whole freaking time. Yeah, why is there a half naked woman on your outfit? It's based on your internet search history. <laughs> Don't worry about my internet search history. She's cute. Yeah. Well, I yeah. wouldn't kick her out of bed. Brunette. <laughs> oh, so we got some famous people and some last words going on. You know on what? I was very, I was very disappointed in that. I put really? it up. Really? You put it up here and then? Well, I put it up because I saw, oh, crocodile hunter. I love Steve Irwin. Right. This got to be a decent enough article to talk about, and it wasn't really all. That I don't great. like it. Wasn't Steve Irwin's last words? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were shot like, through the heart <laughs> in your two. <laughs> No, his, oh, his exact last words were, I think I'm dying. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, but that's that is, horrible. It is terrible. Oh, man. I think this is one that I posted up. The uh, So if you're doing lists, we might as well do some lists here. Okay. So uh, remember the most underrated movie villains from the 1990s. Ooh. Yeah. This one's gonna be different. Do you guys remember who this is, like, right off that picture? You guys ever seen uh, Last Action Hero? Yes. No. <laughs> Is that him, right? That might have been a little bit. I'll say to be fair, we were. Shut up. <laughs> I can name every '90s like game show. Like you want to talk about Legends of the Hidden Temple, and I can school you for days. Oh uh, well, let's let's talk about where in the world is Carmen San Diego? If you're going to talk about kid game shows. Right, that was a good one. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That's like my Tell favorite me. thing to do. Do with it, Rocket Pella! <laughs> oh, that's got to be the opening. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Okay, has anybody seen Waterworld? No. Yes. Unfortunately. 
Okay, so Waterworld. So what we're doing? I'm looking at this list, and I'm just I'm gonna just kind of call out some things that'd be fun to talk about. So this is a ten underrated movie that owns from the 1990s. So the, so number uh, number ten is Wesley Snipes in New Jack City. No, Christopher Lloyd and Dennis Menace. No. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> that just seems so weird. Yeah, he's like smoking, he's a villain. He's smoking a cigarette behind a kid in the bushes. Hang on, here it's fucking terrifying. Hang on. To be fair, Christopher Lloyd. Hang I'm... on. This is great for the audience. They get to listen to a video. <laughs> they can follow the link, jerk. <laughs> that is a wonderful trench coat, though, by the way. They're just smoking a cigarette, watching a half-naked kid doing some gardening. Hang on. Wait for it. Oh, what's this over here? He is sketchy as heck. What's this going on over here? He's not half naked. He's got like some sort of... Oh, there he is. Oh, is that a cape? In front of the half naked kid? He's got a cape on. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) That is a creepy, toothless smile. Oh, yeah, so that's terrifying. I would take... I think Christopher Lloyd is scarier as a villain in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he talked just <laughs> like this! Does anyone else cry every time that he, like, he puts the shoe... Oh, yeah, Claire, Claire said the... Like, we, I was recording for a while ago, she's like, that's the most horrible thing ever. It is. I, like, can't watch it every time. It makes me so sad. <laughs> My underrated villain might be from the 80s, if not the 90s, but the fucking scorpion from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> You're right. He did not get Dude, enough screen time. How fun would it have been to, like, I, like, it probably was horrible being on set, but, like, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you could have one of the actors on it, but, like, jumping through, like, all of the things that were huge. Right. Like, I think they had, like, a, expo- uh, a thing like that at the Museum of Science and Industry. They set up, like, a kind of, like, a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type exhibit where you, like... Climb through like a tube or dark tube or something like that. You like fought an ant. I don't know. I remember something vaguely awesome. like that. I would have liked that. Oh, this list sucks. Damn it, that sucks. Like I don't even like it. No good. What about a woman getting kicked out of KFC for breastfeeding her forty-two-year-old son? How about that? Oh god. I that reached, dude. Sex. That that post hit one hundred and forty-five people. I don't, I don't think you can even call it breastfeeding it anymore. It's just some dude sucking on a girl's tail. No, it yeah, wasn't. Like, I think that's just called incest. Seventy-six-year-old <laughs> mother. Oh. God. <laughs> so apparently it was powdered milk. <laughs> oh. You got to see some hookers. So I cannot corroborate this story. However, Mississippi. A 76-year-old woman has created controversy yesterday by breastfeeding her 42-year-old son in the middle of a KFC restaurant. Many customers of the fast food joint would have complained about the incident and prompted Linda Barrity and her son Michael to leave the establishment. Both finally got expelled. This unusual episode has sparked strong reactions on social media and provoked a huge debate on the limits of breastfeeding in public places. While many customers present at the time, many customers present at the time of the event seem to have seen a gesture of sexual nature and incest rather than a gesture of maternal concern. Yeah, no, that's incest. Yeah, and you gotta see these people. Look at these people. They're, 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 you're. Oh. Like there, there are two states that I would have believed that it happened in Mississippi and Florida. <laughs> Florida. Yeah. But can we? That's oh. not e- that's not even a thing anymore. About like trying to take care. of... Oh God! Oh, he, he looks. Like, he looks British. 
He looks he's like a like... guy that's been drinking breast milk for too long. <laughs> he does. I can't believe he you let like him have his teeth. Face melted in the sun. Oh god! Look at that sweater. Ugh. So bad. And that, that just makes that? you think about like, like people who like that who think like, oh, this is something that I still need to be doing. Like that's probably not even thing. Like she was just like, oh, this will be hilarious, or this will be. <laughs> this is something like my kid needs this. Like, oh. I, like she actually like probably realistically believes like breast milking your 42 year old breast son milking. <laughs> breast milking your mom god I've had you can milk anything with nipples <laughs> really? that's can awesome milk, can you milk me? so Summer do you know who Richard Prince is? um the name sounds familiar so Richard Prince could be stealing and selling your Instagram photo for $100,000 oh yeah they were talking about him on At Midnight because he gets around the law because he takes a picture of your Instagram picture. Okay. And therefore, it's artwork and not stealing your photo. So? So he doesn't have to pay anyone. So what is your opinion of this? I think, although it sucks, I think he's completely within the law because you can't... It's social media. It's you put it out there on the internet. It's for anybody well, available to use. And there's see. no stopping someone else taking like people sell photos of random people on the street all the time. Like you would literally have to crack down on half the entire art scene, and you would take away so much if you followed it. Like this honestly, is, suck it up. I'm sorry if you don't is, want your picture taken. Make, make your photos private. This isn't even really about the people who did the Instagram photo, put it out on the internet. It's not about the guy who took the photo of it and is trying to sell it. It's about the idiots who would buy a photo of an Instagram account. Like who? Who's you who could go and hard? print it out. Like <laughs> right? it's there on the internet. You have the name of the user right there. Like oh, let me let me friend them and like I can look at their picture there right. and print it out on my. My HP desk jet. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love jet, that he has the comments like below the freaking Instagram. Yeah. Like, like if you, if honestly, it, I think it's, he's it's smart. Awesome. I'm pissed I didn't think of it sooner because right. I could be making all this money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for no repercussion. Good for him. Right. The so, same people who made the rubber bands and the shapes of animals and made like a million dollars in a year and now nobody has, yeah, and nobody, nobody has them. Them, But they made... Millions. millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Like, he is rolling Good around naked. You. Congratulations yeah. for taking advantage of American money. Exactly. Good job. If you can do it, we're just all pissed off because we weren't the ones to do it. The only people that are bitching about it are the people that have their pictures taken to do it. Because they wish that they would have had enough sense or whatever to take the picture and sell it themselves. However, I don't, I don't think it would have been as valuable if, like, they were the artist. I think what makes they want to get like, paid for it. Like, what makes people want to buy shit like that is the fact that, like, oh, this dude like took photos of someone else's photos and screwing them over. Let me pay money for. <laughs> yeah, this shit. I do. Like, I agree. Like, if if this girl with like fucking blue hair and her little creepy doll, yeah. like, submitted her own photo as like, hey, nobody paid a dollar for it. No, people like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's girl, creepy. Millionaires that want to yeah. like jerk to it, like, yeah, but, like, hey, yeah. but you go, you go. Some guys like, hey, guess what I did? I stole her picture. Boom! I put the emojis below it. Boom! This girl eats ramen noodles every day for lunch, <laughs> and I'm gonna make four million dollars off her picture. What? I think Steve may have done for me because Steve had a Steve had a very, and we never talked about it on this on this show, and I kind of want to talk about it. He and I have very different opinions of the uh, the 
the whatever gate it was. When Jennifer it, Lawrence's photo. Yes, yes. Does this fall in the same category for you? Yeah, I do. I think this guy's a fucking scumbag. Um, if you want to sell oh, art, is? I think if you want to sell art, you have to be an artist. Um, Dick. yes. But I also think people who put giant sculptures of metal up in the city that's like four cube blocks and they get paid a million dollars to do it. And I'm like, I could have done that if you just paid me some money. It's a, it's about I the opportunity. Hired a like, I, I can't fault this guy for being like, hey, here's a way that I can make a quick buck Like when there's idiots who will actually pay money for this kind of garbage. Like You blame the idiots buying it? I blame the idiots buying it. Like this, It's the same kind of thing. Like A guy paints a canvas all black and sells it and puts it in the fucking like I wasn't it in the Louvre there was like a giant canvas of just black and like the Louvre put this shit in the fucking main entrance as art like he painted a fucking canvas black and that's art I mean I just it irks me on on a photography level because if someone you know hacked my computer or something and got into my working folder that's now on a separate hard drive that isn't always connected to my computer for just this reason and took my stuff and put it out there and was not even trying to sell it but market it as their own. I can't stand that shit. You weren't there in the sun. You weren't fighting the elements. You weren't composing. You weren't working with the equipment. You do not own that image intellectual property or not the bylaws or not you did shit for that image you do not deserve a penny for it but you can turn it around so like if i did this chick with the blue hair because i actually really love this picture of her i, I think she's so cool. i kind of want that on my i know own. like i would totally <laughs> I, if i had that i would buy it but any if it wasn't like shitty as fuck but like if i did this girl's makeup you know and now this guy makes millions of dollars Sure as hell, I'm going to put up there, my makeup so was a painting that sold for a million dollars. Like, that's how good my makeup is. Like, you just recapitalize off of the asshole. Like, you can't, if you can't stop the asshole, join the asshole. And I mean, then, when else are you going to get a million dollar published photo? But like you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get a cent for, like, how far does intellectual no, property go? Like, you did the makeup, she took the it. photo, the guy took the photo of the but photo. But I can and then put that on it. my, I can advertise that on my business. But what you're saying is certain things like, like, hold on. But what you're yeah, just, because I'll have the photos with my tag on it, and I have, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I am, I am a makeup artist, so I get consent you, forms from everyone. How do we know you didn't just take the photo from the internet the same way he did? Because I have the consent form signed by the girl in the photo. Do you? Yes. Well, not that girl, <laughs> but if I have a consent form I'll that's signed consent in form from that girl. <laughs> Any kind of consent, what? <laughs> anyways, I like her little KFC like Colonel Sanders. Style. I do too. It's amazing. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, yes. But at the same time, they can't say that they can't stop me from putting that picture up on my website and saying that I can. So I'm just it- gonna say I did it. It honestly, I could do that now. I could put a picture of Kim Kardashian and say, like, I did Kim Kardashian's makeup and, like... Prove I didn't. Right. And, like, you think Kim's, like, really going to be, like, knocking down? It could be three years. I could make, like, you know, thousands of dollars off of that picture before they take it down. It's it's honestly, like, it sucks for the artists and everything who did this photos. Like, I, I completely agree with you, Steve. Like, that's that's a terrible, shitty thing to do. But I, I can't really fault the guy who sold these things. I... I'm I'm fault the people who will pay money for this stuff, like because it's it's a symptom of like our stupidity as a culture. Like people who buy the photos like this, people who will 
breast milk their 42 year old <laughs> in a fucking McDonald's. Like, it, our, our culture has gotten to a point where, like, we're either doomed to, like, wipe out half our race or, like, Find a better way, and like it's it's not gonna get to a point where we're at till we're at that point where we're like, this is only gonna go fucking one way unless we do something about it. Like, and this is why he wanted to put Toy Story three above everything because he likes dark, sad shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this stupid question: Which is the better cartoon, Tiny Toon Adventures or Animaniacs? Tiny Toons. Animaniacs. God, what are we even married for? <laughs> do you really want to dig down that rabbit hole? Okay, you really want to go tiny down there? Tunes, they're like baby Looney Tunes. Like, if you yes. said Animaniacs versus Looney Tunes, then we'd be having a conversation. But it's Animaniacs, man. Like, that shit's like... I uh, like Tiny Tunes better. What about you, Steve? Animaniacs. Tiny Tunes had Babs. I'm a Tiny Tune Adventures guy. Babs came before Lola. Looney Tunes had. Which, ironically, why did they never make Lola? Why didn't they just call her Babs? I know, right? Bothers me to this day. I'm sorry. I wasn't a big Animaniacs fan. I thought they were too annoying. Pinky and the Brain. Okay, that's the only thing I like from that. But you'll, the brain. you'll play that like wacko singing the states of the. the no, the that's of you. The oh wait, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's you. Um, can we backtrack to KFC real quick? Sure. <laughs> Has anyone seen those new KFC commercials with Colonel Sanders? And is he yeah, not the creepiest thing that? ever? It's so like it's cool. horrible. I'll put the chicken in and lemonade if I could. <laughs> it seriously makes my skin crawl. He's the scariest thing in the it's, world. It's horrible. Scarier than Christopher Lloyd in the Dennis right. Menace movie. Fast food mascots: the Burger King, the new KFC guy. Or the new hamburger. Or the hamburger. Or the hamburger. <laughs> KFC guy. More creepy. Who's more creepy? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with hipster hamburger because he looks like uh. he's gonna roof you. Um, the colonel doesn't. Chicken and biscuits, chicken and burger. It's I still have to go with the the king, like that. Those dead eyes and that <laughs> yeah, face, man. And there was that one commercial where he just pops up in your bedroom while you're asleep. Like I would rather that you through the window. Like, I would. Rather. All I hear is like a. All I hear is like a like a creepy ass like Christmas like song. Like not care. Do 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 do. Here's the, yeah, I feel like the king, if if you're going to get murdered by the Burger King mascot, he's going to kill you fast. But the KFC guy is going to do some weird shit to you and torture you before you die. Well, he he's going to put you in his chicken. He is from Kentucky. Like, <laughs> no, I'll take my that. swift... He's Kentucky. If we can knock on Florida, but not any other state. No, the hipster hamburger is like the worst cosplay ever. <laughs> or or the new creepy. or the new or the little new not that creepy the new McDonald's mig- oh. minions <clears throat> the little McDonald's with the mouths the bucket things oh, oh god. god those things are so weird Steve yes did you bring your pipe in your hat of course Steve what are your what are your degrees in murderology and murderonomy that's that's correct so Steve every week we we talk about time to time our uh, our Florida story we hashtag hey, Florida Florida. We appreciate when everybody posts them on the page, and uh, I got a couple this week for you, buddy. Yay, because I, I got a couple of deputies. That's good. You got a couple of deputies. So everybody can participate in these uh, in these questions. Steve! And Summer and Kenny. No. If a guy rear-ends you, and you drive, and he drives off... I've done that. Do you... A. <laughs> <laughs> do you A. Nothing to answer him for. 
Do you A, call the cops? B, be thankful you're okay? Or C, go after him? <laughs> at how fast? Oh, I'm going to do at least 70. 80 miles an hour? <laughs> Sounds legit. <laughs> and then do what? Rear end him. <laughs> uh, over and over until this car does what? Explodes. It flips, and he is what? Ooh, did he die? <laughs> no, he didn't die. Oh, okay. Well, once he's in Horribly maimed. <laughs> I've actually rear-ended several people. Um, I've never really run away. There was this one time where we were um, living down... Wait, has uh, the statute of limitations passed enough for you to tell this story? Well, she never really pressed charges. So yeah. I'm, I'm driving yeah. down. I'm, I'm driving from the apartment, and like I... I this lady breaks and like I, I don't catch in time and I, I slightly bump her car. She gets out of her car, like comes down and goes like, does one of these where she throws her hands up in the air and is like, come on. This reminds me and of like I wave at her and I don't even get out of my fucking car and she just goes back into her car and drives away. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty scot-free out of it when on my, um, though, the worst rear, rear end that I've ever done, um, on my 18th birthday... This is the thing? (laughs) Me me and a bunch of my friends were just tooling around the car. We had gone to Chuck E. Cheese's and everything. On your 18th birthday? Yeah, it was was fun. I have a story story for you after this one. Um, So we're just tooling around the car, like, fucking shit up, like, being stupid teenagers. Like, there's this forest pass over by my house that doesn't have any streetlights, so we decided it'd be a fun idea to, like, turn off our headlights and drive down there. Did you kill a hobo? (laughs) No, so it starts raining, so we're about to go home, and there's this kind of, like, turn right after a red light, and we're coming around, and the guy, like, is stopped there waiting to turn into this parking light, and I can't stop short enough, and I absolutely, like, slam into a car. He's driving a giant fucking truck. I have a little um, Ford Tempo, so my hood and my car completely crumbles up. His truck perfectly fine. Um, so I'm sitting there, like, my car is completely crushed, dead and everything like that. And, like, that is the worst, like, front-end collision. Fortunately, the guy, he didn't have any damage to his car. It was all on my end. But, like, I got in, like, I had to call my parents and everything like that. Like, other people had to come pick up their kids that were in the car. It was, like, that was the worst fucking accident that I ever got in. Like, the hood actually, like, TP'd. On my car, it was just so terrible. Like, <laughs> so Daytona Beach Motors Rams hit and run driver paralyzing him. This is from the Daytona Beach News Journal. Daytona Beach Motors chased down a hit and run driver at high speeds, then uses van to ram into the offender vehicle six times, seriously injuring the man behind the wheel. Daytona Beach police said the van driven by Maurice Thomas, 68, flipped the other car in the assault, causing injuries that paralyzed 52 year old Tony Floroni. Uh, Tony Floroni. <laughs> that is not a real name. Flournoy. Flournoy. I like Floroni. <laughs> that sounds like a reject <laughs> Chef Boyardee character. Like, mom, well, should we get Chef Boyardee? Stop! Thomas, who has a felony record, was jailed in the Saturday incident on charges of aggravated battery with bodily harm and neglect of a child. There's a child? What? There's a child? Yeah. The incident unfolded just after. Midnight Saturday, when Thomas is driving near Lincoln Street and George West, George W. Engram Boulevard, that's when the police said, Flornoy. Floroni. Floroni. <laughs> You'll be Floroni from now on. 
who has a felony record, crashed into the back of Tom's 2001 Toyota minivan. Floroni sped away, the report states. He probably hit him because he had a minivan. I mean, that's fair game. Thomas, with two women and a six-year-old girl in the van, began chasing Floroni through the city. Clara Washington, who was in the front seat next to Thomas, told police she had no idea which streets they went through, but she did recall going 80 miles an hour on North Street, a 30-mile-an-hour zone, the report states. Washington said she tried to convince Thomas to slow down, but he refused. Thomas then sped into Berkshire Road and turned east onto Brentwood Drive, the report shows. He caught sight of Floroni ahead of, shut up, ahead and accelerated until he slammed in the back of Floroni's Buick LeSabre at Brentwood and Derbyshire Road, police said. Washington told police that Thomas struck the Buick at least six times. That's gotta be nuts. Like how oh. how pissed off can you be where you have your wife probably yelling at you to fucking slow down, kids in the back screaming their heads yeah, off, and they're... you're like focused on this fucking Buick LeSabre and getting your shit back. Like he bumped you, I'm gonna get fucking you. You're gonna get yours, and that's it. With my six year old granddaughter or whatever. Yeah, wow. So Thomas Floroni, uh... who both live in Daytona Beach, have been in prison. But Thomas is considered a violent felony offender, according to the arrest report. He was placed on four years probation in September 2014 for burglary that was violated with his latest arrest. Well, there you go. Thomas also (laughs) has an open case in the court system for home invasion robbery in 2014. Record show. He was being held without bail at Volusia County Branch Jail on a probation violation charge. Wow. Florida. Florida. I would believe I it. Like a, I would believe it a little bit more if there were bath salts involved. So, so Steve <laughs> and Kenny and Summer, you guys still have your pipes and hats on. Of course. Yes. So, if you were a uh, former rehabilitated felon of the criminal system in Florida, right. so former in rehab- Florida, for- former rehabilitated, so I in back Florida. to being a criminal in, <laughs> yes. in Florida. We're in Florida, mind you. Okay. So you really never stop being a criminal. Okay. And you're gonna have a yard sale. <laughs> what would you sell at your yard sale? All the shit that I stole, obviously. <laughs> uh, let's say you were uh, a felon under a little bit more specific circumstances. Oh, well, I'm totally going to sell my uh, stainless steel vintage crack pipes. Can I sell my body? You cannot. <laughs> I would you're sell a felon mur- for other reasons. I would sell the murder weapon. You selling people? Mm, boy, I, don't know, I don't know what this hand gesture means. Like, I don't understand. Well, if you were a felon against somebody that was that tall versus a felon against somebody that was that tall, are we talking you like midget wrestling or something? I don't understand. Oh, close. Did he sell his tiny sell a beatdown? No. Was he selling like Summer does this all the time? Like she mouths and hand gestures me shit, and I don't understand what you're. Let's say, let's say you're. Let's say you're playing when I'm mouthing you shit. If you were okay, so let's say that you were put away in jail for being a sex offender. Oh, uh, ah, okay. Now I understand what you're talking about. What kind of thing oh, would you no. sell at your garage oh, sale? Oh no! Oh, play pants. People, people's underwear? No, she's Not closer. Oh no, you didn't videotape your assaults, did you? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> so I'd sell the murder weapon. A, a popka. Sex offender facility sells children's toys at yard sale. Oh. Well, if if it is in Florida, then that entire block is probably sex offenders. So. <laughs> yeah. The popular complex that houses nearly. So this wasn't. Oh, hold on. This wasn't 
the sex offender selling sex, sex selling children's toys. An Apopka complex that houses nearly 30 sex offenders has been having yard sales for years. But some of the items are tailored to children, worrying neighbors. So this is like a place, this is a halfway house oh. where they send the sex offenders, they sell children's toys. So parents shit. will bring their kids to buy toys oh. from this yard like this Channel 9's Janine Ray has found... It's literally like grocery shopping on their front lawn. <laughs> Channel lines, it's like if you brought me a bunch of steaks, like a yard sale with steaks. <laughs> Give me the steaks. Why do you just put up a free puppy sign and call it a day? Channel 9 found stuffed animals, baby toys, Legos, and other items for children during a yard sale Saturday at the Lighthouse Mission. All with video cameras in them? Right. Spot out the yard sale will be the last at the facility for a while due to a violation of city code that allows yard sales only twice a year. <laughs> Hey, all so right. That's why like, it doesn't say technicality. <laughs> it doesn't say anywhere you're entering a premise where there are 26 registered sex offenders. Reyes said, "What probably why happened is the sex offenders donated all their trophies to the, oh. <laughs> the oh. sale. Kids don't come up by themselves; their parents are with them." Hoff Power said. Your resident said, it's not right. <laughs> I just don't want kids to be around violators, says Stephen Vasquez. That's not right. It That's doesn't say right. anywhere right. you're entering a premise where there are 26 registered sex offenders. Why should it? I don't have it in my front of my house that I'm, gonna, that I'm on disability, said Gloria Hoffpower, who helps run the Lighthouse Mission with her mother. Hoffpower says the sex offenders do not sell the items, but they do help set up the sale and move the, items. The question, so, like, the, so on the sex offender website, is it just like a big red dot or like a skull and crossbones <laughs> or something? I think it's like, it's like a big like middle finger. The question that I, I find really concerning is that everybody's focusing on that there's 26 of them here. Would it make a difference if there were only 25? <laughs> like, are they one too many? Hide your kids! Hide your Is it like... Well, doesn't Romeoville have a clause or something that if like more than six women live in a house together, it's a brothel? Yes. More than tw- one, more than twenty-five men living in the same house is a sex offender. I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think the law is like no more than six women can live in a house together, or else it's considered a brothel. That's yeah. why we can't have Greek houses. Yep, that's unfortunate. It is, especially for the brothels. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, Steve, I think that's about an episode right there, buddy. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's been a, quite successful. Why don't you take us out, bud? Oh, uh, well, thank you, uh, Summer and Kenny, for joining us today, and uh, thank you for uh, inviting us along on the photo shoot. Yeah, thank you for being my amazing photographer. I do what I can. Thank you for being my great model, you're Jared welcome. and you Ken. <laughs> and anything I can do to help the cause. Nice. 2016 calendar, yeah. <laughs> do you guys want to... <laughs> I was going to plug my website. No, go ahead. Go get it. I was like, if you guys want to check out my website, um, you can find me uh, at sdkartistry.com. Nice. Yeah. You're on Facebook? Yeah, I am on the Facebook. Well, how do you get you on the Facebook? Same thing. It's SDK. And that's S as in Sam, D as in dog, and K as in kite. Artistry. What? Spell it out. People don't know. It's radio, not type. Very nice enunciating that T on kite, by the way. Kite. Kite. Good job, Claire. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh shit, man. man. This is fun. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And remember that haters are going to hate and alligators are going to alligate. Well, I'd also like to... 
flip it on my buddy Steve because he decided to ball my ass out last time for not doing this. I'd like to uh, bring your attention to all the other awesome shows on the Disease Network. It's true. They'd be the Vag Dialogues, On um, That Just Happened, You're Getting a Disease, the Drunk, uh, Das Drunks. Um, and of course, we, us. And us. So why don't you guys go ahead and listen to all those, check them out. There's some back episodes. And i got to say real quick, I listened to the uh, the Tenorio Takeover episode on um, That Just Happened Lately. It was very hilarious. And i got to say, I hate you bitches for telling my wife that HGTV shows are now on Netflix. What? I am not uh, happy about that. do that to me. At all. Uh, all of them. All of them are on there. I think my Poverty Brothers. Fucking uh, love it or list it. All that shit's on Netflix now. Thank you so much for bringing that to my household. I hate you, but that show and that episode was awesome. So good job, ladies. So again, listen, um, that just happened. You're getting disease, the drunks, uh, Das Drunks, uh, Badge Dialogues. I think, on the, I think on the episode before that, they gave me a fuck you. No, they gave you, no, they gave you a, uh, on that episode, they actually brought out one of the uh, corrections you pointed yeah, out. Yeah, and then they were like, fuck you, Steve Michael. I was like, okay. Ooh, they middle named you. They do. Well, that's what we do. That's our thing. That's because they we mainly know each other through Facebook because of the podcasts, right? And, and you are middle name. I am. So alligators are gonna alligate. Sure. And haters are gonna haters are gonna hate gate. Yep. Hate a gate. That's a real honky. This has been episode number sixteen of Something Gate. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Please listen to us. Keep going on and. Thanks for your time. We'll We'll catch you later. We'll see you next week. All right.